Hey everybody, welcome back to Investing with Wesley. Today I wanna to talk to you about part three of the IRA series. And this is how to partner with your IRA and what are the taxes that come along with partnering with your IRA. So a common thing I hear from people is that they wanna invest in real estate, not things like REITs. They wanna invest in real real estate, but their IRAs don't have enough money to buy these properties. So what do you do? Well, a lot of people will have multiple different IRAs and you could partner with yourself or transfer funds between IRAs freely, as long as they all belong to you. But let's say in your own IRAs across the board, you don't have enough money to invest in these properties. What do you do? Well, you could partner with other IRAs, yourself or other businesses as a joint venture in investing in this real estate. But I highly recommend you not try and do these things yourself, especially setting up the entities needed to partner with your IRA. These are very complex tax strategies and I highly recommend that you finding a tax attorney or CPA to set up these structures for you. Because if you try and do it yourself and you get it wrong, then you could open yourself up to extreme liabilities because you are a disqualified person. So if it's not set up properly and the IRS finds out you're dealing with yourself, a disqualified person, then you could be in a world of hurt. So hire a professional and they'll be able to guide you step by step so you don't fall into any of these traps. Now you could partner with pretty much any other IRA business or person as long as it's set up properly. In this example, I'm gonna give you an example of you and your spouse's IRA as well as a joint savings account. But it could be you and a buddy's IRA, you and a coworker's IRA, it could be pretty much anything. So let's say for an example that you have $150,000 in a Roth IRA. Your spouse has $100,000 in a Roth IRA and together you guys have a joint savings account worth $100,000. Well, if you're trying to buy a $200,000 home as an investment property, you can't because in any of these savings accounts, you don't have $200,000. So what do you do? Well, if you're not trying to pay taxes on any of these things, then you and your spouse's Roth IRA can partner together to form an LLC and that LLC will buy the real estate. So how does that work? Well, I'll put the example up on screen. In the first box, you have your Roth IRA with $150,000, and you have your wife's Roth IRA with $100,000. Combined, those are $250,000, which is more than what you need to buy this property. So you create an entity called an LLC, which stands for Limited Liability, and the owners of the LLC are going to be your IRA and your wife's IRA. They're gonna have equal 50-50 split. Once that business is formed and up and running, you're gonna contribute X amount of dollars from each IRA to this business. And once the business has that money, the business or the LLC that you created is going to buy that piece of property. So because both IRAs contributed to this LLC and the LLC bought some real estate, whenever that real estate produces an income, whether it's monthly rent or they sell it, that income gets dispersed based on the percentage of owners that belong to that LLC. So if your IRA was 80% and your wife's IRA was 20% or it was 50-50, whatever the percentage split of ownership is, that's how you distribute the percentage of income that that LLC generates. And this doesn't just work with IRAs. The reason in this example you also have $100,000 in a regular joint savings account is because you could also partner that way as well. You could partner your Roth IRA with your joint savings accounts together to form an LLC the same exact way the LLC buys the real estate. Whenever that LLC produces an income based on the same split of ownership, the income gets distributed. So if it's 50-50 ownership between 
you as a person and your IRA, then half the income produced off that rental will be tax-free going to your IRA and the other half will be taxable going to yourself. But because the price of a home generally goes up and you're gonna need more and more money over time to keep doing these deals, it's not necessarily the best solution to try and pay in cash for all these homes because at the end of the day, you might only be able to get two or three homes in your portfolio, which still will produce quite a good return, especially if you sell them before you retire. But I think we can do a little bit better. A lot of people don't know this, but you could actually leverage the money in your Roth IRA to buy real estate. So just like you would with your normal finances, you can take out a mortgage using an IRA. Now, you can't go to any traditional lenders. Instead, you have to go to a non-recourse lender. And the non-recourse lenders usually want anywhere from 30 to 35% down in order to do these deals. Now, a non-recourse lender doesn't run your credit or do anything like that. It is pure asset-based lending. Meaning if you default, they get the asset that you bought. Now also with non-recourse lenders, you're not gonna get the same amount of interest rates that traditional lenders can give you. So instead of a 2.5 interest rate, you're probably gonna be looking at anywhere from a 4.5 to 5.5% interest rate. But assuming all the financing and math works out, you could leverage all those IRAs you just partnered with and use the minimum down payments to spread your IRA out leveraging a bunch of different properties. So in this scenario, you had a total of $350,000. If you partnered all three of these savings into one LLC and then used all $350,000 to buy properties, you could buy 10 $100,000 properties while only putting 30% down. Now I should note here that this is kind of where the self-directed Roth IRA falls through. Because anytime you're using leverage inside your IRA, it's subject to something called UDFI. And this stands for Unrelated Debt Financial Income. And this is a really important thing for you to know if you're going to leverage the money within your IRA and use it to partner with other IRAs. Any income that is considered UDFI or any income that is leveraged, you have to pay taxes on it even though it's a Roth IRA. Now, in order to calculate the amount of tax you're gonna pay at the end of the year for the UDFI, you have to take the amount you're leveraged in a particular asset, multiply it by the amount of income that asset has produced for you in that tax year, and that's gonna tell you how much of that income will be taxable. So if you did, like I said in my previous example, where you leveraged all three to buy 10 properties, each property you put 30% down and the remaining 70% are leveraged. And let's just say between all 10 of those properties within a single year, it produces you $100,000 worth of income. Well, because 70% of all those assets were leveraged, that means $70,000 of the $100,000 worth of income is subject to tax. Now, the cool thing about this is that the UDFI goes away once the loans are paid back as well. So if you have a 30-year fixed mortgage, once that 30-year fix is up and is completely paid off, the UDFI tax you'll be paying goes away. So if you're gonna be buying properties now, knowing you have an extremely long time horizon, then it might be worth keeping them inside a Roth IRA and just biting those tax bullets until they're paid off. Because once they're paid off, you no longer have the UDFI tax and all the amount of money you're gonna be receiving from those rentals there on out will be completely tax-free. But if you don't wanna deal with any of that hassle, anything that has to do with UDFI, and just wanna keep it as simple as possible, then you could do the exact same strategies with a traditional IRA or, what's con or what the IRS considers a qualified account, 
because qualified accounts or traditional IRAs, they don't have UDFI taxes because they're not tax exempt savings. Only investments with the Roth designation are tax free when you withdraw. But because traditional or qualified accounts are not, and you have to pay those taxes when you do withdraw, they're not subject to the UDFI taxes. And I can't really tell you in this video which one would be better for you because I don't know your particular situation or your time horizon. But I can tell you if you're gonna do this strategy, you should think about your time horizon and, and definitely consult a CPA and an estate planning attorney so that they could help you set up these structures and give you a better understanding of what you need to do and how long you need to do it for. Because a lot of people think if you have a Roth IRA or some form of other Roth account and they buy real estate with it, they don't have to owe any taxes on it. Which is true if you're paying complete cash for those assets. But if you're trying to leverage that income to buy as many assets as possible to really multiply your income that that IRA receives, you'll be paying that UDFI tax. So if this is something that interests you, definitely consult tax professionals before you set this up. Because if you try and set all these things up yourself and you don't know what you're doing, then you could open yourself up for a massive liability if the IRS finds out what you're doing. With that being said, guys, I appreciate you watching this series on IRAs and partnering with your IRAs. And I hope I sparked some interest in you that'll help you make the next steps with your investments. Please remember to like and subscribe because it really helps the YouTube algorithm. And until our next video, have a good one.